Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're learning Mesechtas Dimai, Perik Dalid, Mishnah 6 and 7. Perik Dalid, Mishnah Vav and Zion. The entire principle of Dimai is we're not sure, perhaps, the person who is giving us this produce or selling us this produce is not someone who is trustworthy because they don't know the appropriate halachos and therefore they did not remove the proper maestros. Therefore, what happens if you come to a city? And you're hungry, and you want to go and buy, purchase produce. You don't know who who can you buy from, who can you not buy from. You don't know how You don't know anyone. What should you do? Omar Mikan Neman. You say who who who's trustworthy, who is believed, who is someone who Mikan Meister takes off the pertinent meisters. Omar Lo Echad of a uh, person who you have no idea who he is walks up and says Ani I am Eino Neman. We don't believe him. We don't trust him. However, if he says, but if he says, not me, but there is so-and-so down the road, go over there, he's a trustworthy person, that is believed. A person can't testify about themselves to be believed, but they can testify about someone else. If he goes to that person, what happens if he now goes to the person down the road, who was the first person, let's hold the first person, Avram. If Avram says that Yitzchak down the road is believed. So he goes to Yitzchak and, and he says to Yitzchak, Oh, now that I purchased this maizer from you, I also want to purchase grains and I need to get grains that are yashon, meaning they are a year old or they've, they are from the pr- previous harvest before Pesach. Who is believed on that? And the guy says to him, Actually, actually the guy who sent you to me, Avram, the guy who referred you to me, Avram, he's, believed, he, he's someone who's trustworthy on, on yashon. Even though one can, you know, they're each testifying on each other, meaning if they had said about themselves that they're believed, we don't believe them. But here, they're testifying on each other. We still, how is Elon and Manim, they are believed. And why is that so? So it's actually a little more complicated why that is so, why they believed on each other. And that's as follows. Really, one, and I'm, one person, I'm already, should not be allowed to testify about someone else that they're believed. You need more than just one person saying they are believed. However, the Chachamim have a kula here. A, because we're dealing with Demai. And Demai already, as we've been saying this whole time, it's only Dirabanan. And Rov Amaratzim really take maestros. So really, the chances that there's a problem here are fairly slim. On top of that, when someone travels, it's not like they had ATM cards back then where you have easy access to money. You had whatever money you had on you, and oftentimes it wasn't a lot. And therefore, imagine if every time you traveled, and you don't know someone, you have to go and buy produce, and then take off Meiser on top of that, you're going to end up with very little food, and your money's going to run out very quickly. So in order to allow a traveler to, to eat, and not have to worry about the little money he has, spending it on demai essentially, which then he has to retithe, Chazal were mekel, and they even allow, in this case, one person testified about the other person, and the person testified back about the, per, the first person. But it is all a kula. The post can therefore point out that what happens if you go to a city and you know one person there? Let's say you don't recognize anyone, but rather the makir rak echad. You only know one person. So then you shouldn't rely on this kula, because you can easily go to the person you recognize who you know is trustworthy and get by from him. This is only a heter, a heter, I stress, when you know no one and we want to allow you to get the maximum amount of food for the little bit of money that you have. Mishnah Zion. Hacha. Morim. What happens if you have travelers who are peddlers or who are selling grains and they come to the city, they walk into the city, and one of them says, and one of them says, 
what I have, it's 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 it's, it's, it's chadash. It's it's grain that's forbidden because it's not a year old. But my friend who also came in at the same time, he has yashan. His stuff is old. Or shali or two 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 of these peddlers, two of these merchants come into the city, and the first guy says, "What I have is tevel." However, my friends is 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 matukon. Uh, it's totally it's good and well. It's chulin. Ain't no nema. They're not believed, and why are they not believed? Because we can assume they're involved in some sort of machination. What are they essentially going to do? They'll stand outside the city before they go in. They'll one will say to the other, in order to make it that you buy the produce and people people buy your produce, I'll pretend my produce is not okay, but I'll testify about you, so everyone will believe. Again, I can't testify about myself, but they can believe me testifying about testifying about you. And therefore, they'll all buy your produce. And we get to the next city, we'll swip it, switch it. You'll testify about me, and I will then get the produce in that city. So therefore, we're afraid that they're going to play the shtick, and therefore, we don't allow them to do it. It reminds me of the old joke about the uh, man who comes outside, he, he walks outside a church, and he sees there's a Jew collecting money, and there's a non-Jew collecting money. And and the, uh, the, he goes, he realizes everyone walking out is is giving extra money to the non-Jew, to the, to the Christian, and, and not giving anything to the Jew, just despite him. And so this, this guy walking by turns to him and goes, Rabbi Yid, maybe uh, you don't want to collect here. I don't think this is the best place to collect. And he responds to him, he responds by looking at the, 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 the Christian collecting and says, Yankel, look who thinks they know how to do business. Look who thinks they're telling us how to do business. So again, we're concerned they're going to play these sort of shtick where in one city, one will pretend he's ne- the other guy's Nehman, and the other city will pretend the other guy's Nehman. And therefore, we don't believe them. However, Yehuda says, no, Nehmanim, they are believed. And why are they believed? Why are we not concerned about them playing shtick? And the answer is we are concerned. However, however, although we have this concern, there's, there's a principle that overrides this. And that principle is Chai Nefesh, the, that, that, that we're concerned. If these peddlers knew every time they came to the city, either they had to prove that they were trustworthy, which is really hard, or more more likely, everyone's gonna who has to buy from them is gonna ha- then have to take off, retake off tru- uh, maestros. No one's gonna want to really buy from them because it's it's not worth as much money. It's not worth as much money. People are gonna pay less for their produce, and therefore they're just gonna say it's not worth me being a merchant. I'm not gonna. It's not worth me traveling from city to city. And because of high nefesh, because it, it's only you, ha- you have to live. You have to. This idea, it's over, an overriding principle, and therefore we believe these, we believe these wag, these these merchants, even though in back of our minds we know they could be playing a little shtick. Rev Zilberstein points out that this idea of chai nefesh and nemonis, this idea that sometimes for for the sake of of things existing, that's the best, best way to put it, that we should exist, that we should live harmoniously, that we should our society should function, it overrides certain concerns when it comes to trustworthiness. Actually plays out in a halachalamaisa question that came before his Bezdin. He says as follows, there was two Muchotanim, we'll call them Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain was the father of the, of the Kaala, and Shimon was the father of the Chassan. And before the wedding, the father of the Chassan, the father of the Kaala, says to the father of the Chassan, by the way, at the wedding, make sure you have a very specific type of Kashras. I only eat from a very specific type of Shrita, and therefore make sure you have that Kashras. And what did the father of the, Kala, of, the, of the Kala do? That's what the father of the Kala did. The father of the Chassan hears this. He says, of course, of course. He then went, and he didn't order it. He decided, I'm not, it's not worth the money. I'm not ordering it. So when the father of the Kala shows up to the wedding, he goes over to the Mashkir just to, to, just to make sure. And he says, by the way, you, 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 got, that, you got that extra special Mahadran, Mina Mahadran Kashras, right? And the Mashkiach realizes really quickly what's going to happen. That if he tells the father of the Kala, no, I didn't get it, 
Not only is he, he going to be mad and not eat, but perhaps it can mess up the, the shidduch. So he lies, and, it's, and, he's, and, and he doesn't lie explicitly and say, of course I got it. Rather, he says in his words, he was very careful about his words, he says, I got the meat exactly, I got the exact meat that the father of the chassin ordered. So he doesn't tell, tell the father, I got the specific heksha you wanted, but rather I got the specific meat the father of the chassin ordered. Which point the father calls it, oh, very good. So you got, he, he must have got what I wanted. Of course, as always happens whenever, whenever there's a lie, eventually it comes out. And, and, the bring, and not only is the father Kala really upset, but he brings the Meshkiach, the Meshkiach, the, the overseer of the Kashras, to Bezdin. And he says to the Bezdin, we, I'm suing this guy that he should lose his license because he's not trustworthy. And how do I know he's not trustworthy? Go Das. He stole my knowledge. He, he was over Ganeva's Das. He lied to me. He lied to me. He, if he lies, then he, if he lies in one area, he cannot be tr- trustworthy when it comes to Kashras. And Rav Zilberstein answered, actually, Lehefach, just the opposite. He did the right thing. Because by lying, by lying, he didn't, he didn't steal. He was very careful what he said. He didn't tell you an explicit lie. Rather, he just, he, he played around with the words a little bit to say, he, I ordered what the father of the chassan ordered. However, by doing so, chai nefesh, chai nefesh. By doing so, what we did, applying the principle from our, our Mishnah, sometimes we, we, it's chai nefesh. Imagine the tragedy, the chorban, if this couple then had to break up, got divorced because of this lie. And therefore, he prevented that from happening. Chai nefesh, in order to allow for the harmony, in order to, in order to allow for their peaceful existence. And that trumps Sometimes the concern of Nemanus of trustworthiness. Everyone should have a wonderful day.